Welcome to Your Church and the Law, a special edition of the Minister's Friend podcast with John Kimball and our guest, David Bedanza. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church leaders navigate the challenges of leading the flock. This special series of 12 podcast episodes is offered to help you and your congregation learn about and to think through some really critical legal considerations facing churches in today's America. Our guest is David Bedanza, a pastor and attorney in Massachusetts who specializes in church law. Welcome to Episode 4 of Your Church and the Law. One of the questions that I often have to field is whether or not I think the church is going to lose its tax-exempt status. And when a pastor or church leader asks me this, they're always thinking about their tax-free status on giving. But did you know that there's a more critical tax question every church should be asking? I got you thinking now, don't I? Well, in this fourth segment of my interview with pastor and attorney Dave Bedanza, we'll talk about some real tax risks and when churches might face them. So, you know, there's some fear I sense among pastors regarding the whole tax-exempt status thing today. There's, there's, you know, rumors flying all the time that Congress is getting ready to take away the tax-exempt status of the church, and that may or may not be true. It may or may not happen one day. But uh, you've clarified a little bit on the tax-exempt status. what you can and cannot say regarding politics. Um, What else? Are there other things with respect to the tax-exempt status that we've really got to keep in mind? Are there things that may be vary from state to state that we've got to be wary of? I think one of the biggest um, issues on tax-exempt status is something that we overlook, and that is the property tax exemption. When we bought our church, the um, church before us was admonished, use the building, just use the building. Have a prayer meeting in there once a year even, and you'll keep your tax-exempt status. But if you don't use the building after two years in our state, it will revert to a taxable status. Wow. So the church didn't do anything. Of course, they hadn't consolidated with another church. So for two years, the tax assessor patiently waited, strike that, the tax assessor patiently waited for the church to do something and report, yeah, we had a prayer meeting in there. We sang, you know, Amazing Grace and we left. And she would have been totally satisfied. Oh, no. But they didn't. And so at closing, and we drafted for this because – I was um, hip to it, that, look, if you're going to convey this property to us and it's taxable, we're out of business because we can't afford to pay the taxes on a building this large and operate our church. It just can't be done. Yeah. So you, seller, have to go to the city and get them to abate all the taxes. And they did that, but that we made that. wonderful. a condition of our agreement. And so if the government revokes tax exempt status, it may not be that bad on the income side completely, mm-hmm. but it would be horrible on the property side. Yes. And we don't, we don't think about the property tax exemption, but you have lots of churches that are in significant properties 
and that would be subject to significant property taxes. And we, I think, are not as mindful as we should be of maintaining those tax exemptions. There are filing requirements in some states, and oftentimes it's just once a year you file a couple of page document. Um, but if you don't do that, you can jeopardize your tax exemption. Yeah. That's a, a excellent kind of a question in an in area, you know. You know, that's I really had not thought about the ramifications of that. And I am aware of a church that um, when they built the church years and years and years ago, you know, they were out in the country and then the city became big enough that it in, it encompassed the church and the country became the city. And I don't know whether they were adding on. There was there was some circumstance where they had to get their property valued. And what they paid, I think they said it was like, you know, seventy or eighty thousand dollars for the property when they built. Uh, just the land was worth millions of dollars. <laughs> and you think about having to pay property tax on that, you're right. That's an a huge amount of money. Yeah. And as we replant some of these churches, they are sitting there that very thing they've been there for years um some of these new england churches in particular they're they're worth a lot of money that the dirt is worth a lot of money that's right (laughs) (laughs) you know it's important to preserve that status yeah because when that church stops operating the clock starts running wow and it would behoove anybody who's in that position if that church is near the end of its Hmm. cycle to actually go and talk to somebody, you know, speak to a lawyer, speak to a denomination. And um, because again, we're not going to sell the property and split the money. uh, Right. Right. So, and, and, you know, getting back to your original example of, of your situation, if it's as simple in the town that you're in or the city that you're in of just simply holding a prayer meeting there, once a year or once every six months or whatever that's not that hard to do to maintain that tax exemption no it's not at all Um, thanks for joining us for this special episode in the series your church and the law from the minister's friend podcast we hope it was a blessing to you there are 12 topical episodes in this special series be sure to listen to the others they're available on all the major podcast platforms The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. If you have questions concerning how these topics relate to you and your congregation, please see an attorney who is licensed to practice law in your state. Thanks again for joining us. May God bless you and your church family with great fruit for his kingdom.